Hello, everyone, and welcome to another SDGC review discussion. I'm Derek. I'm here with John. Hi. How's it going, buddy? Dude, I miss you guys. I miss you, too. We just we just uh, separated after our major charity stream and uh, having to return to podcasting as normal. And it's hard. It's hard to be separate from friends. Thankfully, we can come together to talk about fun and interesting games. Mm, mm. Mm. You know, Derek, speaking, what's that? I just, mm, I, I don't know what I could possibly be referring to. Oh, okay. See, I thought you made a noise like you were clearing your throat or something. No, like, no, no, I no, no, no. I couldn't tell exactly what was happening there. I don't no, know why I'm so like holding for suspense as if there's not a title on this podcast. There's um, literally a title there and, is. Uh, on this game. And we, we are, are here, here to talk about Super Mo- Oh, <laughs> We are here to talk about World of Horror. Which World is a small title that has been in early access for quite a while and has gone through several long periods of radio silence through the pandemic as the uh, the one man development team has continued work on it, plugging away. Uh, it just recently exited early access and went version 1.0. Uh, we were lucky enough to receive a key from Eastbreed Games, the publisher. Uh, so thank you to Eastbreed for allowing us to do coverage of the final release of the game. Um, World of Horror is an interesting little title. So me and Finn got to check it out back at, I think the first time I saw it was at PAX East 2019, I want to say. Yeah, it was, I want to say it was a while ago. Yeah, and and it's this very interesting, um, it's, it's definitely like patterned after old like Macintosh adventure games. Um, well, it's it's probably it's probably worth it to mention here that the entire game was created in Microsoft Paint. Well, all of the graphics assets were not the game. You That's can't what I mean. Yeah. Program and yeah. Um, well, well, you know what I mean. Sure. Just want to clarify. Um, but it is a an old throwback to like one and two bit Macintosh adventure games. Um, in the styling of like heavily inspired by the works of like Junji Ito and other like big name Japanese horror. I think Ito is the primary inspiration in a lot of ways, but like it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Lovecraft in there too. Well, I mean, again, Ito pulled heavily from Lovecraft, right? Um, but it is, that's true. It is a very, um, like Japanese take on a Lovecraftian horror, uh, in, in the format of this adventure game. Now, What's interesting is I went into this thinking it would be something like a a, a long visual novel, and it's actually yeah. almost more roguelike in a lot of ways, right? Well, I mean, it's a it's a roguelike. I would call it a roguelite turn based RPG, which is yeah, exact, like there's a adventure there's game, a whole turn based like, combat system. I, I like I unabashedly love this game. I, um, this is so interesting because I don't think that this game is necessarily as for me as I thought it would be, but I do find it endlessly fascinating. I think it's so unique. There's not really anything else quite like it out there, um, or at least there's, there's almost nothing that's mainstream and well-known that's quite like this. Um, so, like, anybody that knows me knows that I love cosmic horror. I love it. And as of this year, I'm a Junji Ito convert. Like, I don't read manga. But on your recommendation, Derek, uh, I read um, Uzumaki. I read Uzumaki. And I, I, am a, I am 
you you firmly. see the vision am, now. I do, and it's not it's just a spiral. Um, but dude, I love everything about this game. <laughs> it ticks so many boxes for me. It's retro. It's turn based. It's an RPG. It's horror. It's cosmic horror. Uh, it's based on Junji Ito. Like, dude, this game was made for me. Yes. Um, this and it's so and, interesting because, like, I got you to read Uzumaki as your first Junji Ito, and I think Uzumaki is probably one of the best mainstream like pieces of horror that I think like this is maybe closest to. Um, again. To be clear, like I'm gonna, we're gonna bring up Junji Ito a lot because Ito is a clear inspiration and also maybe one of the leading faces in like Japanese horror at this point in time. Um, but you know, this this sole developer, Panstage, I think I'm pronouncing the name correctly. I um, think that's right. Pulled from all different kinds. Again, there is a lot of obvious pulls from Lovecraft right and from poe so like western horror as well even if it is a clearly japanese inspired and in a japanese setting um so the basic concept of it is like when you start the game you can you 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 the game kind of funnels you to start with like a short slice a single mini adventure um right but the meat of the game is starting a run where you will pick a character um there are multiple different characters with different like perks and stat adjustments basically and then there are multiple old gods uh who are trying to be revived and different old gods bring different negative like status effects to the world um so like for example you may get one who makes it so that you can no longer run from battle anytime in the run I get that one all the time. Um, or yeah, that's like one of the earliest ones you can you can get access to. Or there's an old god who makes it so that there's a a higher like doom penalty when you rest, as an example. Um, but you will start out and your job is basically to solve multiple randomly generated randomly generated is in like there is a a list of mini adventures, like cases to solve. Um, and the game will pull five of them. And then as you try to solve these cases to like get access to the lighthouse at the center of town, each case plays out slightly randomized. There's randomized elements. Um, you may not find the same things or encounter all of the same events every time or all the same enemies. There's multiple possible endings to every case. Um, and and basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to solve all five cases in time to get all five keys needed to enter the lighthouse, which is kind of like one final mini dungeon leading up to stopping the old god before it is fully resurrected. That's now like the, the, the elevator pitch. Right. Now, there is one thing that is uh, that you, you're not you're not so much racing against the clock as you are racing against the doom meter. Right. Um, and the doom the doom meter is something that so like you start at one at zero percent, and every time you move to a different area, you get another percent of doom. Now there are some in, things in very like dating come. sim way, like different actions take longer lengths of time. And the longer right. you take, the more that doom meter ticks up, which makes your encounters and your randomly generated enemies and things like that more severe, more negative effects will start to impact the world. 
Um, there are things you can do that will reduce the doom meter a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is, it does create this race against time for you to try to solve everything as quickly as possible. Yeah. No, I have not had the doom meter hit 100 yet. So I, I, I don't know if you die. I imagine it's just a game over. If you do, I've had when the doom meter gets above like 60%, I've started to have things happen that make it nearly impossible to progress right? Because just the difficulty has gotten so high. Um, I think that's kind of the, the magic of it being semi-roguelike. This is a game that's intended to be replayed over and over and over and over again. Um, and... Well, and, you oh, know, Derek, you actually bring up a really good point here. This game is fucking hard. Um, and you can't... It's very stat-heavy. Very stat-heavy. And you cannot... And I'm speaking as somebody who loves this game. You cannot go into this and just expect to just go th- like you've got to learn what you're doing. You've got you're to gonna eat tutorials. shit a couple of a couple of runs like, for yeah. sure. I think it's very clever how the game, like the way it is set up, and I love this because you go in from the main menu. Hang on a second. <coughs> Excuse me. You go in um, and start the game, and it literally from top to bottom goes from. Here is a micro slice of an adventure that teaches you the most basic concepts to here is a pre-made entire run that is relatively easy and has some of the most complex parts taken out to, you know, do a random run, right? With some settings that you can adjust, like pick your difficulty and things like that to do you want to start like a fully custom run where you can pick every aspect of, of the adventure in terms of like the character, the background, the, um, you know, the version of the campaign, which old God will be appearing, um, you know, things that you've unlocked because you don't start with everything you like in a lot of roguelike games, as you see more things and more things randomly are generated, you will get more options. So, but you're going to eat shit for a couple of runs. There's, there's no way around that. You learn this game by slowly increasing the complexity and then messing up a couple of runs and then starting to understand like, oh, okay, you know, this is well, and, what I should have been doing. Well, and like, can we, can we take a moment and just talk about the incredible world building and design on display here? Oh, the, the artistry the is in, insane. Truly impeccable. insane. The amount, impeccable. The, the, the tone that is portrayed through such incredibly low bit music and graphics is second to none. Like some of the, um, some of the creatures that you come across. Oh yeah. Just absolutely twisted in their design. There's some really true, like a scissors lady, uh, in the school will be probably like the first major enemy that most people encounter. Cause that's the mini adventure that they want you to start off with. Yep. I came across a woman with a swirling portal made of teeth for a face. Oh um, yeah. I have Same I have come across me. I came across a mass of um I came across a mass of corpses. Uh all kind of like, you know, melted together. Uh and it was an enemy called Class of 71 and it was oh. this, the Class of 71 and and uh, and it was this, this class of students that drowned in 1971, 
And so it was just this flailing mass of like arms and legs and tongues. And it, and I was just like, oh, this is wild. Like it's, it is so very, very like there's the body horror on display here is really, really something. Oh yeah. Um, this really somebody, is a I, love letter to like, I mean, again, like I hate to just keep bringing up Junji Ito, but Junji Ito feels like that perfect focal point of like Japanese horror and obviously inspired by Lovecraft and popular enough to be a major source of like inspiration to people worldwide. Um, because I want to say this is Polish, Polish. Okay. Um, I don't know why I'm remembering. We, we got a brief rundown before we met him, uh, from the PR person. And I just, I remember a few details. I tell you what I do remember is, is playing it at PAX East 2019 and messing up the, uh, the candles for the scissor lady ritual. And, uh, I, I, I the have developer, not get that fucking, the developer leaning Go over ahead. to Finn and being like, Oh, your friend's going to die. <laughs> and i sure Dude, did i have not been able to get that ritual right um, uh it's tricky man but, it's tricky <laughs> but um like what i really love about this is that there's a very like there's a very like almost scooby what if scooby-doo was real thing going on here in the sense that you you are invest you are very much an investigator you're gathering clues you're looking at evidence um, you are, you know, talking to people, you're, you know, ex you know, exploring areas, trying to, trying to, find, trying to uncover the truth about whatever it, mystery it is you're, you're trying You're dealing to solve. with like, but, but it's also the side of like, you're dealing with also, your, your physical strength and your sanity slipping away, right. you know, as a result of the things that you are dealing with. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's really interesting, especially when you're in a run and your like stamina or your reason, which are basically like physical and mental health. And if either one hits zero, it's a game over. Um, but like when one of those starts getting low and you've got to find ways to stop and top up like your stamina, but that doom counter keeps ticking up, you know, so yeah. you are wasting that. Like it's not a waste because you need it, but there is a sense of dread as you are battling the clock to manage your resources and make it through all five cases before starting the final mini marathon that is the lighthouse. So I I have not made it to the lighthouse yet. Mm, um, okay. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've completed okay. uh, uh, several runs at this point. Um, okay. I have, uh, don't get I me wrong. I I lose far more often than I win, <laughs> but um, but but I, that's kind of the whole point of this game. Um, you lose and you is, learn, uh, and even when you lose, you've right. seen new things probably that you did yeah. not see before. Well, and that's the other thing, dude, is that like you know, there are so many. Like this, this is one of the most replayable games of 2023. I think um, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's it's yeah. This is for somebody who is super into this game. I think they will find themselves like Charlotte. If Charlotte has not already been playing World of Horror. This is the most Charlotte core game I can think of. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. For someone like me, I think I have probably played it now as much as I want to. But and it's hard to say this, right? Because like we got a review code, so I didn't buy this game. But right. even if I had bought this game and found that it's maybe not exactly as much my thing as I thought it would be. um. But like, 
I got an experience out of this. And it was it was very interesting and very unique and very different from everything else I've played in recent history. So, like, I feel good about that. Well, and, you know, the thing for me is I think so. I'm re- so I've I've played maybe five hours. I mean, because I mean, like, you know, I it just like so you got a, you got our code. It just came out yesterday. Yeah. Um. So I've played about five or six hours of it. Um, of the full version. And I, oh no, you didn't right, even the play version. the um. No, the no, no, early so, so access. Did I you? did? I no, I did. I did play the okay. early access. Um, but uh, I'm really gonna dive into it this weekend. In fact, Spider Man. I'm gonna give Spider Man a little break, uh, <laughs> so I can play some World of Horror. And I'm actually playing it on Switch, and I think that the Switch is a great delivery system for this game because there is something very, very compelling about lying in bed at night with all the lights off and playing a horror game on your switch um or on your steam deck whatever you got but like i feel like this kind of game and plus like you know the 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 bite size you know nature of some of these mysteries lends itself very well to pick up and play for an hour and then put it down you're definitely Um, right it's like again and this is not a thing that i expected coming into it because i think i was expecting more of a longer visual novel type experience um, but these are like these randomized runs are relatively bite sized. I found myself doing like five or six runs in a session, you know, especially when some of my runs ended early due to me performing poorly, shall we say? Um, it yeah. happens to the best of us, but it does, um, you know, performance <laughs> issues, you know. But but this is this is like a a really like that's the biggest thing I can say. I think you can look at world of horror. You can look at trailers and screenshots. And I think you immediately know if this is for you or not. This is not a wide audience game. This is for one that's specific types of people. And you're going to know the big thing. I think people should know going into it is that it is closer to a rog, rog, a roguelike than it is to a visual novel. And if you like that idea, this is so for you. Well, and like, and I really want to like kind of emphasize that like, just because you love horror games does not mean this game is for you. Right. Um, you know, like, like if, if you love, if you love like Resident Evil style horror, don't go into this expecting that it's going to be up your alley. Um, I, I, I personally love this game, but I can definitely see that this is not for everyone. Like you said, like Derek said, it's a very, very, very niche title. Um, that said, personally it's one of my favorite games of the year um even as somebody who is not like again this game is is i like it it's not super for me it's not going to keep me nearly as long as it with a lot of other people i found this to be a very refreshing experience in the middle of a bunch of the years like a, a very stacked years like biggest loudest titles this was something with a unique standalone vision that nothing else this year, nothing else in years, maybe nothing else I've ever seen um, really tries to be. And I'm just at a space where I so deeply appreciate titles that do things like that. And this is an impeccably made like work of artistry for being exactly what it intends to be. In fact, I, I would say that if you want to talk about its inspirations and, and like we've discussed, you know, like this game wears its inspirations on its sleeve. Uh, when it, you know, when you talk about 
you know, ter- whether you're talking about turn-based RPGs or, you know, Junji Ito or roguelikes, I feel like this this truly is a love letter of a game to those topics created by somebody with a real passion for all of those things. Absolutely. Uh, and and it is evident in every single pixel. Um there is a there is a, you know, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, the game is very much based on like, you know, old old Mac games. It's one bit. Um or two bit. But you can toggle or, that. Or two bit, yep. That's true. You can toggle on the two bit. And I found myself switching between the two because there's a bunch of different like color palettes and there's a one bit, two bit option for each of those palettes. So it was kind of fun. Like obviously I personally you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Some of oh, them no, I'm are sorry, not I didn't great. Off, pal. Some of them are not great, uh, at least to no. my eyes, but like it is interesting. I had a lot of fun just flipping through them and seeing like what's the one bit versus two bit versions. Um it some of them really did lend kind of a unique air to a to the feeling of a run um yeah it's the one that i like is where the primary color is like in kind of like a dull white and the background is just more of like a gray it adds just a little bit of depth to the image yeah i like Um, that softer palette versus the stark black and white for sure yeah um there's a couple of like green and blue tinted palettes that were really good um there's this sepia palette that's really good. Yes. Um, but then again, there's also like like the red, uh, too too harsh. Um, to me, for sure. That, yeah. Uh, but you know, all that being said, um, God, just talking about the game makes me want to like stop this review and go play it. <laughs> You'll um, have the opportunity to in a moment. I like. I, I, this is something that Derek, you know, I've had my eye on for a very long time. Yes, we've been um, talking about it for a long time because it, it really have. caught our eyes, God, four years ago at PAX, four and a half Where, years what is ago. T- what, do you, what is time, Derek? What Oof, is time? Good question. Um, but, but now that it's finally out, it was worth every day of waiting. I love this game, and uh, it is going to wind up, like it's already one of my favorite games of the year, just for what it's already done. This is something... That I've wanted for a very long time. The Targets has been very, a couple of really, really big uh, titles for you this year. There, it, 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 yep, exactly. And in a world where a certain other game didn't exist this year, this would be in the game of the year talk for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, like like it takes you know, people might say, oh, John, what about Spider Man or what about you know? It's it's like, look, games are games. And if a game does something well enough to impress me uh, the way that this game has, then I'm going to talk about it as if it's a game of the year candidate. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, and, and it's an impressive. And I mean, at, at what is it? It's, it's uh 20 bucks brand new. It's 20 bucks. Like, yep. so, I mean, again, it's, it's firmly in the indie fair. Like I think the best thing somebody can do if they're curious about this game is literally just look up a little world of horror and look at some screenshots. And if those screenshots yep. capture you, and you like the idea of a like semi roguelike adventure game RPG hybrid, then like this is a um, there's nothing else quite like this, and you owe it to yourself to check it out. But That's I also thing. think yeah. if if this isn't if you look at it and you're like oh that's cool but it's not necessarily for me like again that's the fun part of being in an indie space is you can make yep. a title that's not necessarily for everybody. Yep. Yeah, and, and you will know title. quickly if this game is not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Derek, you got anything else, buddy? Man, I've I mean I've said my piece, right? I've I've been gushing about a game that I've been repeatedly saying was not a hundred percent my jam, but I still am just in awe of the artistry, and that's some of the highest praise I think I can give everything, anything, right? That like it floored me despite not being for me. Derek, so, I'm in awe of you. Oh, I'm in awe of you, bud. Oh, damn, Derek. Yeah. I gotta talk about heartstrings like that. Man. I know. So oh, um, so once wholesome. again, thank you to Eastbreed Games. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Once again, I'm realizing I've only listened to how Finn pronounces it, so I just have to assume. I guess we'll um, just have to trust Finn. Yeah, but I appreciate... A dangerous um, prospect. I appreciate the opportunity to review the final version of the game. I'm kind of glad that I never jumped in on the early access version, because while I think it's probably been interesting to see more and more elements get added in over time, to me, there was something fun about jumping into this full complete you know very large thing with so much to explore um you know and and i think that this is hopefully a lot of people discover this now that it is out and in 1.0 status i hope so yeah you can get world of horror on pc nintendo switch playstation i don't think xbox i don't think it's on xbox yeah but um so everything but xbox i'm pretty sure so if you got nothing else i got nothing else that's what we got. Watch SDGC live Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time for the latest gaming news headlines discussion and other chicanery. And uh, other a good than word that, for what we kindness do. costs nothing. Take care of yourself. Have a good one, folks.